Fred Film Radio, Turin Film Festival, Italy. Fred Film Radio from the Torino Film Festival. I'm Angela Cerbi and I'm here with Mika Mililati, the director of the Woodcutter Story. Good morning. Buongiorno, good morning. Buongiorno, <laughs> very good. <laughs> Do you know any other words in Italian? I, I can I can order something in the restaurant, but that's it. Which, which is basically <laughs> the survival kit yes. <laughs> for the traveler. Well, Mika, your movie is uh, this fantastic fairy tale, funny and sad at the same time story about this man who loses his job, and it's a uh, it's a very simple and, and clear and transparent man. And this is the strength of the film, the strength of the character, and I think the most refreshing feature of your feature. So how did you come up with that specific uh, character? Oh, well, actually, the, the whole script started when I met this, actual, this woodcutter, this real-life okay. real woodcutter, uh, because I live in the countryside, like one hour outside Helsinki. I have a small house. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one tree I wanted to cut from, the, from, the, from my yard. Uh-huh. And I, I thought that I'm going to do it myself, just get the saw and, and yeah. take it away. But, uh, well, it's not that easy, right? No, because then I remembered that I'm a poet and a filmmaker, so it would, should have like, fallen on the top of my house or something like that. <laughs> So I called this, this woodcutter. I found this ad and this man came and I was very fascinated by this character. He was like, uh, I don't know, 40, 50 years old and, and uh, he was also from the north of Finland where I come from. I grew up in, the, mm-hmm. in Lapland and I, he was very familiar to me in many ways, but he was very optimistic and he had this some kind of peace inside him I couldn't understand. And I started to talk with him, and it turned out that he had like faced a lot of hardships in his life, and he had basically lost his family, and he was alone, and he was. It sounded like it was a very sad story, mm-hmm. but he was very happy. So I, I started to th- think like, why is he like that, and where does this come from, and and also the fact that he was a woodcutter. So that was very something that inspired me a lot. So I started to write, and, and this is how the script eventually became. And I think it was, for me, it was uh, this, this possibility to find something like a hope, but in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because this is, this is a very surrealistic film, and it's, uh, it has a lot of uh, poetic qualities and uh, so it, it, it's it, it, this is how it turned out yeah yeah actually we can say that it a, sh- a very short short synopsis of your film should be hope is the is always a chance it's always a possibility you know o- yes hope is always possible yes is it. yes exactly and uh, you chose to set the story in this village which is very cold very of course snowy where life is very very simple very basic and the relationships also are very deep and not very talked we know that we know each other we know that we're friends but we, we don't have to say it and which is uh, very funny in a way to watch because it's weird you know we are we are used to many talkative films and yours is not and how much does it reflect the actual life of those community yeah I think it's a, there, there are Finnish films that have this, this tendency of uh, very laconic humor mm-hmm. and, and also this, this laconic way of expressing ourselves and, and I think it's true I, I mean of course my film is not realistic in that sense but it's, it's, it's like I over exaggerated it mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, I just was in when we were, we were doing a press tour in Lapland and I, we went into this this uh, hotel and there was a ballroom there was like a dance and there was only five people and then there was the band 
and they were all standing there in silence, like for 15 minutes. Nobody was talking, and they were just in different corners of the room, and the band was on the stage, and then nobody moved. And they were just looking at the watch, and when it was exactly 9 p.m., they started to play without no speaking, <laughs> and then they started to dance. So the whole thing happened without anybody saying a word. A word, yeah. So this is actually something we do, and... Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's because we grew up. Uh, there's only five million people in the Finland, and we are the same size of Italy. So you so. can imagine that there is like there is. In, in, if you go to Lapland, you have a house, and there's one kilometer for the next house, yeah. and one kilometer for the next house. So we are isolated, and we are connected with the nature more than sometimes the, with yeah, the people. Yeah, with other people, yeah. And I think that this is reflected also in the in the aesthetic style of the film, because you have this kind of very empty and kind of painted frames everything moves very slowly and never and there is not much of action in every single shot which is kind of typical of north european film actually but in your film probably because of the of the nature of the story is much more um, uh, evident Yes, yes, it's true. And actually, we were thinking, we had this idea of this, it's like a cinema tableau in a way, that we, we wanted to make these frames with the cinematographer and also with the actors, because they are involved always when, in the scene. Um, and uh, the, I think it, it came from this, this idea that, of this laconic way of expression. And, and because it, this film deals about the, the question of hope. So how, how to deal with it, you can obviously shed some light, but you, can, you have to also show the, the depression and you have to show the, the side where we are not interacting with each other. So I wanted to portray that in the film. And also I wanted to make use this like a very cinematic language. I, I wanted to make like uh, wide shots and not only close-ups mm-hmm. all the time. So, yeah. so that's something we, we talked quite a lot because I, I felt that there has to be some kind of language of its own in the film mm-hmm. so that we can do the script how it was written. So that's always the thing when you are directing. You have, you have the script, either you write it yourself or it's, uh, it's made by someone else and you have to translate the language into cinema language yeah, yeah, and if absolutely. you don't do that you are actually not directing <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know I was watching the film and I have two uh, um, references that came to my mind one, one is Roy Anderson mm. and the other one is Wes Anderson the Andersons <laughs> you know Roy Anderson for the, for, for the pace of the narrative and Wes Anderson for the symmetry because a lot of your shots are symmetrical Am I right, or was it just a chance? Yes, 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 definitely. I mean, the, the, we were talking about both of the Andersons, mm. definitely. And uh, we, we, we didn't want to do just take something and try to do the same, obviously, because we wanted to make something of our own. But, uh, but we, were, we were looking for these films, or it, has, it can also be not just films, but because uh, there is actually in Torino, there is this wonderful exhibition I'm going to see today by American photographer Gregory yeah. Crutzen. Yeah. And we were talking a lot about his his aesthetics, and because he uses this very wide shot, and he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. makes a very cinematic uh, scenes in his, in, in his photographs. So actually, I think it's very fruitful to, of making cinema to use all these non-cinema references, because there is, this, is the, this is the foundation where you should like, <laughs> get all the inspiration rather than cinema. But, but yes, we talked about Roy Anderson. I think Roy Anderson, what I like about him is that he can portray this, this Nordic qualities. Yeah. And he, he's, but it's very, it's, it's Swedish, it's a bit different. I think we are more strange in Finland, mm. and we are even more mute than, yeah, than which, which, is, which is something because because, because you do, the Rory Anderson films are not exactly talky. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, listen, Mika, you uh, with this, you've won the 
Torino Film Lab Production Award with this film. And uh, how was the experience with the Torino Film Lab? Well, I mean, it was very good for me, obviously, because, I mean, not just winning the prize. I mean, that was very helpful for us because we got money to make the film. And, mm -hmm. I mean, making an art house film is always a difficult thing. This is my first film as a director, so actually we had to really find our ways to get the financing. And uh, that was one thing we kind of knew that we want to go outside Finland because this kind of film needs to be presented also not in Finland because I mean <laughs> Finland we only have five million people so there's, it's very hard to get like box office for art house films but it, that's difficult everywhere so what I really really like about this European way of making films we have this this co-production schemes so basically we are there's I mean it's a Finnish film but we are having these co-productions from Denmark Netherlands Germany and one reason we have these co-productions is because Uh, me and the production company I, that pro produced my film and also the one I wrote before this is called The Happiest Day in the Life of Olli Mäki they both were involved in Torino Film yeah. because that's, for us it was like a gateway to the European to the European yes because I mean this is a very prestigious uh, lab because, you, because the, the tutoring is very good they understand art house films which is not always the case in like national uh, cinema funds and mm -hmm, stuff yeah. like that and, but also there's uh, the decision makers that come because I mean I was able to pitch my film and there was people from f film festivals there was uh, sales agents there was like all these, these decision makers that really can uh, help you and if they to shape it in the exactly. right way and, yeah. and, and it's more also like if they int are interested in you and they pick your film you I mean this is how my film was made if we wouldn't have gone outside Finland I don't know if they would have even funded because I mean obviously I understand the funders because they have to ask the question that it's, it's very clear that it's very it's not an easy task to get a lot of box office for yeah. this kind of films and, but is there something else we can because I mean in Finland we also cherish cinema art and we want that somebody makes a film that has yeah. artistic qualities and it goes somewhere because this is also we are a small country we want to present ourselves through art like all the European countries want to do so yeah, that was very important I have one last question for you what made you decide to move from screenwriting to direction Oh, well, I w when I was in film school, I, I actually I, st I studied also directing. So I mean, I, and I did short films. But but after I wrote this one feature, 2016, and that was quite successful. It's uh, this Olli Mäki film directed by Juha Kuosmanen. And obviously, at that point, I needed really needed to decide like I can have, maybe I start to build my career as a screenwriter. And actually, I I really like writing for others as mm -hmm. well. It really depends on the director and the the, the subject, of, yeah, course. of course. But uh, but I. Have had this idea that I felt that I want, I have these things I really want to do as a director and, and it's something that I have this vision that I can only do, I mean it's, I mean, it's, it's very hard, thing, yeah. yes, because I mean like this script, there was no, even the producers they always said that there's no way, if we're going to make this film, you are going to direct it there's no way we're going to give it to someone else because mm -hmm. you are the only one who can really understand this, <laughs> what you are doing and I guess that's, the, that's one way to look at the directing well, so they have a, a, a huge faith in you yes, but I mean the, the production company, it's called Amu and the, the, it's like an ensemble, it's a small company but they only have few directors and they basically say that they are uh, invested in us in that sense that whatever we want to do they are producing so if I go there and I want to do this crazy uh, film for the kids and they're like, okay let's let's try and let mm -hmm. we get the funding so they are more into the directors or the filmmakers and directors writers than the content okay and, and so okay. they are not like trying to make something like of their own taste but it's an author 
another production company. Well, good for you then, and good for us, because <laughs> they, they helped you make, making a, a very good movie. So thanks a lot to Mika Miliati, the director of The Woodcutter Story, here out of competition at the Torino Film Festival for the Torino Film Lab section. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm Angela Cerbi for Fred, the Festival Insider. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on fred.fm and smartphone apps.